My very first sponsor of the podcast was tfsjujitsu.com. If you enjoy high-level Brazilian jiu-jitsu techniques with a Crunchwrap Supreme and a Baja Blasted drink, then tfsjujitsu.com is your place to go. With over 200 videos of gi and no-gi techniques, it features a bunch of different instructors, and it really focuses on the stuff that works. From guard passes to mount escapes to takedowns to submissions across the board, the website has been put together with a lot of thought in mind and an emphasis on technique. It's great, great content, a lot of awesome detail in some of the finer mechanics of jiu-jitsu. Great for a beginner or somebody who's a, a black belt level. Make sure you check them out. Website is tfsjiujitsu.com. My guest today on the podcast is my friend Danny. He is the salt of the earth and a creative wizard. And when I say creative wizard, any digital marketing media from Illustrator to video editing, Danny has a grasp on and god damn is he a talented dude. When I first met Danny like 10 years ago, he was running a couple of YouTube channels uh, and... I always thought it was kind of cool how he had this talent to like cut and edit videos. Now he's working for the Syracuse Mets, which is so crazy to see the transformation from when he was 10 years ago to now. And I'm telling you, when I say wizard, I, I seriously mean he's a wizard with these things. Watching him like live stream on Twitch on how he like does logos or when he's toying around with Illustrator is really cool to watch him and work. So also we share like a lot of like similar nerdy qualities, so it's always good talking to him about stuff i love catching up with him and conversations with him are always great i'm telling you right now danny's the salt of the earth and one of the nicest dudes that i know so i hope you enjoy this episode Boom. All right. I am now officially recording. Sweet. Danny, it's good to see you. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you for doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. You've uh, always have been one of my like most creative friends, and now <laughs> you're working for the Sky Chiefs, right? Or are they technically the Sky Chiefs? Now they're the Syracuse Mets. The Syracuse Mets. There you go. That's right. Yeah, that's right. When we got bought out last year, that uh, that changed and flipped baseball on its head. <laughs> how did it? How did it flip baseball on its head? Was it, uh, it was a big acquisition? Mostly baseball in Syracuse. Uh, a lot of people. I mean, we we were the Chiefs for since 1961 and before that. Even. Yeah. Right. Um, so a lot of people didn't take to the change as uh, as much as we had hoped, but. Uh, honestly, it's amazing uh, seeing how many Mets fans there were in central New York. Because um, for the majority, honestly, all my life, it, it was either like you were a Red Sox fan or a uh, Yankees fan. Yeah, and that, right. It seemed like that was it. <laughs> yeah, there was no in-between. I didn't know there was any, any Mets fans <laughs> in Syracuse. Right. And uh, it, it was crazy. Last year, we saw an overwhelming support, uh, people buying new merch, uh, people liking our pages on Facebook and uh, following us on Twitter. It was crazy. You know, um, did you guys get like a big uptick in uh, like turnout for the events? Yeah. So gradually since 2014, after uh, the Simone era, Jason Smorl came in and started running the team and uh gradually like our attendance before i i had interned once in 2013 um prior to the old regime and it was just it's sad because there's so many seats the stadium could seat like 11,000 people and maybe we were getting 2,000 oh wow and so, yeah so like and, and i mean like right or last year i should say 
Uh, we would average about like 3,000, 4,000 people at games, but it, it kind of gets tilted a little bit because like Monday night games are kind of a toss out. Nobody really wants to go to a, a baseball uh, game yeah. on Mondays. Or yeah, like Monday Tuesdays. would be tough, right? It's like the weekend. Right. Yeah, so so a little bit of that average gets tilted, but we have seen a gradual increase in ticket sales and people actually coming back to the ballpark because we're trying to put on like the most affordable family fun in central New York and like on a uh, a dollar Thursday you can eat dollar hot dogs, $2 sodas, uh, $2 beers. Like you can't beat that if you're a college student. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> when you're or, living on the on change for you uh, we have kidsy free family Sundays, Aye. and that kids I think twelve and under it, they eat totally free. The only complaint with that is people have told us that we give too much food, Whoa. which is crazy to hear. Yeah, yeah, it would it's be the other really way around, weird, right? Yeah. So that's that's a good thing, but yeah, it's just about trying to get the community out because so many people uh, still think that we're the Sky Chiefs. <laughs> yeah right exactly and that's it's like the second we started this too i went oh i don't think it's they changed <laughs> names now and i don't think sky chiefs is a thing anymore yeah that's all right um yeah that was uh 2002 to 2006 was what the sky chief era 2002 to 2006 yeah isn't that crazy that's it yeah I'm really? Actually, it might be 99 to, let me see, Syracuse. So what guy. were they just before the Mets took over? Just the Chiefs? Yep, we were the Syracuse Chiefs uh, uh, once we partnered with the Washington Nationals. And that's another thing I'm kind of sore about. Uh, we, for for a while, since 2006, we were fielding the Washington Nationals. And then last year, they won the World Series. Uh, and like some, most of those players played on our field. Really? Yeah, which is crazy. It's insane. And when when your home or when your big league team wins the World Series, it trickles down and everyone in your affiliate gets World Series rings. So we our cool. front office would have gotten World Series rings. And we were just off by a year. If the Mets bought us a year later, we probably would have gotten rings. Ah, oh, dang. So that, that kind of stings. Yeah. That would have been wild to have a World Series ring. Right. I feel like <laughs> Obviously, the players that played would get like a top tier ring, and then as yep. you like move down the list, I feel like you would get like a just a gold band that just says thanks. <laughs> you did it, yeah. <laughs> so, what yeah, do you it's... um? What is like your job for the Syracuse Mets? So, for the Mets, um, I I'm the social media manager slash graphics guy slash photographer slash website admin. Oh wow! You I get do to do all, yeah, I get to do all the fun stuff. Um, so in an average day, like if there was a game, I would go into the stadium at nine, uh, post out something in the morning, being like, "Hey, there's a game today," and uh, then from there, I'd be making assets for either like next week or promotions for next month. Uh, usually I control all the in-screen TVs in the stadium. So like I'll update those, uh, make sure all the menus are set. Um, and then from there, usually it's like lunchtime. So I'll go take my lunch, come back. And from there, it's just like, um, going <laughs> going advertising more like oh star wars night is coming up next week blah blah blah. buy tickets blah 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 yeah um, i'd update the website for promotions it's crazy hearing myself talk about all this stuff because i'm not doing any of this stuff right now it's weird yeah well Damn. that's Mer like it's interesting <laughs> you say that because um before i don't know if it was just because a friend took over and I paid attention more or if it mm -hmm. was actually actually like you did a far better job than the last person but I felt like there was no social media presence there was no there was no videos like I I could remember liking the Syracuse Chiefs page or whatever it was called and it was like mm -hmm. just a text that was like hey it's dollar night but you're like putting out like these images these videos and different stuff so did you have like a game plan when you went into it that you wanted to kind of change the style up a little bit? Uh, kind of. Yeah. And also I appreciate it. Um, yeah. the, my original 
goal, like going into it, I honestly had, I was way over my head with stuff like that, but I took a lot of inspiration from uh, Arby's social media and how they do <laughs> yeah. a bunch of like nerdy and, and I found out that that doesn't work. This is just not going to work for us. But I took that kind of like inspiration of uh, wanting to do stuff fun and posting it out there. So like, I remember one of my first posts when I took over the social channels, I posted out about the power Rangers movie that was coming out. Yeah. And it did better on Twitter. I think our audience is a lot younger on Twitter, but on Facebook, people just didn't understand what the hell was going on. I even put like the, the Thunderbolt, like in, in a What's baseball. A power and, Ranger? Yeah. I was what like, oh, Jesus. So that was like my first awakening to different audience groups on social media. But, uh, it's funny now you just throw up a picture of a dog or a baby on Facebook and it gets a ton of likes. hundred percent. I'm, gu- <laughs> I'm guilty of throwing a picture of Ashton up. And yeah. just to get the, uh, the, what is it? The dopamine spike in my brain. <laughs> so, uh, now, now because of this whole quarantine thing, how mm-hmm. are you working? Are you doing anything at all? Or are you just chilling at home? Like what, what's a normal day look like for you now? Whew. Now it's, um, now it's, it's significantly different. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, usually I'll, I'll get up try and figure out what I want to post out for the week. If I'm starting out on Monday, I'll try and get like a general schedule. Um, and it's a lot of just like throwback stuff to last year. Like, mm. Oh, Hey, we did this last year. Or if we have a promotion coming up, uh, that we would have played this season. Like last week I did, uh, we, we did, we're going, going to have a top gun night. Whoa. So, uh, yeah, that was going to be awesome. So I posted just a gift from Top Gun. It was like, oh, what other 80s movies would you like to see? Just to, to generate some comments yeah. uh, and engagement, you know. And, and that's really what what you want to do with social media is drive that engagement up and, and ask fans, you know, what they think about stuff. Because then we can take that later and... Somebody suggested a Ghostbusters night, which is awesome. We should totally do a Ghostbusters night. Oh, you damn. Know? Yeah, that would be fun, huh? Crazy. And just little stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people wanted Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, <laughs> some great movies, honestly. Just yeah, even if you just 80s. did just an 80s night. I yeah. think people would go wild for an 80s night. Honestly, that's well, a really good idea. Right? I'm taking like, it. No. <laughs> dude, I don't it's like like you could literally just do like all the generations like 60s, 70s, 80s. Hey, it's 90s night. Like people would go nuts for that shit. Mhm. We did um we did a Sky Chiefs night at where we replayed as the Syracuse Sky Chiefs. I think that was in 20 2018 or 17 maybe and i remember designing the um <laughs> the graphic. I made it very like 90s-esque. I think I actually That's took awesome. – I tried to, like, find an old Sky Chiefs advertisement, and I built off of that to make oh. it look like that, which is really cool. Uh, it's something surreal because I remember going to uh, PNC Stadium at the time wow. and seeing the Sky Chiefs, yeah, and just, like, being able to open up the Sky Chiefs uh, logo – in a vector format and being like, holy shit, I used to have hats and like, I still have a baseball somewhere in my room with the sky chiefs logo with the bat, the bat plane, whatever that, that logo was sick. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think part of the reason why people loved the sky chiefs was the logo. Yeah. This is honestly one of the best logos, Yeah, right. but, um, it was so surreal, honestly, to, to get that file and be like, holy shit. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Like that, it's uh, it's almost like I just have come full circle for you. Yeah. <laughs> how how have you become like you have to learn so many different programs because you mentioned Vector, so that's Illustrator, right? Adobe Illustrator, and then I'm yep. sure there's Photoshop involved, and you're cutting and editing videos. Like, how have you like practiced with all these? Was it just in school or? So, um, unfortunately, I went to Salve, which wasn't the the most uh, mm. the best school artistically for... inclined school <laughs> right <laughs> like uh, I remember talking to Ricky and Tim and them and they would tell me how CNS would have all these programs and I'm like damn like I had in high school I had a digital imaging course they called it back in the day which I think now is just Photoshop yeah um, but that was like that was my second introduction to Photoshop a buddy of mine uh 
back when I was like 14, gave me a copy of Photoshop. <laughs> and honestly, I remember the first time I opened it, it was just like, it was so confusing mm -hmm. that I would prefer to use MS Paint, which now is, is totally hilarious right? to me. But like so through, through hobbies and stuff and just doing nerdy things on YouTube, that's how I kind of learned my skills to, to, to do Photoshop stuff, to, to do Illustrator things. Like I, I'll post out stuff. Uh, recently I did like the avatars head and I made it as a sticker. And that's wow. just like little practice for me for vector work. Right. I, I've really like loved the, the look of that simplistic look. Yeah. So I've been shifting to Illustrator. But just doing little nerdy things like that has drastically uh, improved my skills. Yeah, we had, I remember in high school, we had um, uh, video production. And that Damn. was like, like that would be totally up your alley. Like that would have been 100% something you would have been down for. And actually, yeah. Dave Armstrong sent me the videos that we did from 2008 oh. in that class. And let oh me tell God. you, it is cringy shit. <laughs> and when we did it, I thought for sure we were like, holy shit, this is top. This is awesome. This is like yeah. movie budget quality. <laughs> you watch it today and I'm like, ugh, Jesus Christ, this is terrible. <laughs> My God. But it's like those kind of programs at CNS I felt like I was pretty fortunate to have because I remember when video production had started – in the year that I became a senior was the year they made the second video production was like the more advanced level that you could take yeah. for the whole year. And I was like, man, no, I don't think any other school has a, has a program like this. So I was able to mess around with that. And then I had, uh, I took a graphic, uh, graphic design class in high school with, uh, uh, Mrs. Cook. And that was like the moment for me that I was like, I think I want to go to college for it. Later did I realize it was not a career move that I wanted to make the rest of my life. But I digress. Um, <laughs> so your nerdiness with you making like your YouTube channel, which is Game Shell. Yeah. What like what is what inspired you to just kind of start that? Because that's been around for a while. Like you have done that for a very long time now. Yeah, that we made Game Shell in 2014, and wow. before that, I had Demise and Films. That was my high school era. Uh, youtube channel and before that i had saf productions which was like late middle school going into high school youtube channel so I, <laughs> i've done it for a while and it it's funny because every time i do a new youtube channel it gets a little bit better uh, and it's kind of cool to see that progress because like you said you go back and watch a video from eight or ten years ago and you're like oh my god why did what was that yeah and at the time you <laughs> felt like it was so badass you know, masterpiece chef's yeah. kiss <laughs> perfect yeah this is beautiful yeah. <laughs> that's so funny that's hilarious so yeah. with a uh, game shell it seems like it's a very uh multifaceted it's a very big kind of moving i guess i wouldn't say organization just a <laughs> it's like a just a like you do from video game streaming to um a bunch of videos on your channel um like what other projects are you like looking to start? So um, recently, actually, in a uh, text message, I think two nights ago, uh, one of our buddies, Mark, uh, sent a text to our old group chat. Mostly, Game Shell is like defunct now. We we haven't really uploaded much. To re well, I can't say that because me and Dave have uploaded a few things, but. Um, the the stuff that we used to do, yeah, we, I would go and do like video game news, and then Dave and Brendan would cover uh, let's play videos with old retro video games. Uh, uh, our our guy guy Mark would do uh, movie reviews. He he would always do a fantastic job. This this dude he would write everything down in a book, and I told him that if the channel ever took off, I would pay him good money for that book because <laughs> it's like an artifact now it has every single movie review he's done that's cool um yeah it's, it's crazy stuff like that when you think about it but the way the way that youtube works it's like the original way that i wanted it in 2014 it just it's not gonna work because one who the hell am i look at who's this asshole telling me about uh video game news when i can just look up ign you know well so, like 
you are somebody who's passionate about something that you really like. So that's who that asshole is. Right. So that, and that's kind of where, where things have kind of shifted and just like, you know what, we're, we're just going to make stuff that we want to watch. Yeah. And, uh, eventually it just got too hard though, to balance everybody's schedules. Cause when he got, it was me, Holly, Dave, Tim, Ricky, Brendan, and Mark, seven people. Right. Uh, like I, I was a big fan of always doing uh, compilation videos and getting everybody together to do something. And uh, actually, <laughs> last summer we were going to do something for the fifth anniversary of Game Shell, and uh, we wanted it to be in Avengers Infinity themed. Oh yeah. So I don't know if you remember, I posted a picture of it where I have like a power glove on, and it's very purpley. But then in the background, it has everybody else's face, and we wanted to get everybody together to do it, but it never actually happened. Yeah. Um, it's tough when you have so many different mo- yeah, moving schedules yeah. and everything. Do you have uh, like any plans to, to put out more content soon? Yeah, um, well, I guess if this thing takes off, uh, Mark suggested in that uh, group text that he wanted uh, to do a podcast. And nowadays, I think everybody wants to do a podcast. It's it's, it's, it's like way to easier do. to do than some people think. Way <laughs> easier to do. So um, we're gonna try that. Me and Brendan tried it. I think in 2017. Uh, but the problem with that was me and Brendan are both boring. So <laughs> <laughs> not true, Danny. Not true. Listen, uh, like with me when I started the podcast this past year i thought it was very complicated and then i started looking into things and i was like nope not hard at all just have to (laughs) be like you just have to be committed to putting something out on a regular basis like Mm -hmm. i my schedule because i'm a little bit busier and i'm trying to balance work training Brittany, my my wife my son Mm -hmm. now I said, why don't I just do something every other week? So I basically record something one week, edit it the next week, and put it out that week. So, like, this Friday, I have a podcast with uh, Dennis coming out. Next week, I'll edit this podcast, and then you'll be on the week after that. I don't know what date. Um, But I do it every other week. So you would be the 31st is when your podcast comes out. So it gives me enough time to, like, make the tweaks and edits that I want to do. Yeah. Um, and there's tons of programs out where, like, before you would have to take your RSS feed and you would have to, mm-hmm. like, input it to all these different, like, distributors of podcasts. So, man, how yeah. many of those are there? There's, like, 20 different apps that oh, are out yeah. there. Um, and then I found Anchor.fm, and mm. they do all the distribution for you. And there's, like, a sponsorship thing in it that you can do. There's, um, there if you're, like, not really tech savvy, but you still want to put something out. They have very, very like basic editing software built into the website. So it's a lot easier than some people think, but it's just a matter of just being committed to it and just putting something out on a regular basis. That's pretty much it. And honestly, I think that's the key to, to, to that. Cause like just on YouTube too, if you're not constantly putting a video out, like nobody's going to see you. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah, totally. Um, And that's, and that's just like, that's just how it is. And you know, it's, it's funny as like, maybe like my podcast episodes average, maybe like 20 to 30 listens an episode. Maybe mm -hmm. there's like the one I did with my wife about when we had Ashton during the whole like coronavirus. that was like that implode that had like 80 listens, (laughs) but that's, but it's totally subjective. And if it's just, if you just constantly do something, it, it'll be fine. And the nice thing too, is it's like, it is your own thing, so there is nobody telling you what, like how right. long it should be, or or what. Like maybe you guys do like a weekly video game podcast, or you guys just you guys can just shoot the shit. Like as long as it's just an interesting conversation, you'll be all right. And it's consistent. Exactly. And yeah. like you guys, like you you Brendan, you Dave, like you guys all riff off each other really well. So I'm sure the episode would be awesome. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, all you'd have to figure out now is just a name and a logo. And, you and like, that's boom. That's right up your alley. Right. That's, like, a perfect <laughs> fit. What, uh, what is the plan with the podcast? Or is it just, like, it just happened the other day. There's no other. 
Yeah, it was just kind of a, a thing, and uh, I think it's just honestly some busy work for us since all of us, I think, are kind of slowed down right now because of Corona. So right. why not? Yeah, right, right. I mean, and the beautiful thing too is like this technology that I can just you know Facebook message you. I'm just I'm recording it, and there you go, boom. That there's a podcast. Other than awesome. you don't have to be like face to face. Although I do prefer face to face because I think it's a it's a better conversation. But it's I don't know. It, this is still just as good. Make do. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, it's what, nice, what you, uh, Like, what direction do you think you'd go in the podcast? Would it just be like video games or movies or? I don't know. Um... I mean, it could totally just be a variety, just shit show of us talking <laughs> about whatever, you know, just having a conversation. I uh, I personally have been uh, reselling on eBay, and it's crazy right now. Yeah, I saw you uh, you bought a bunch of games on uh, at like the Salvation <laughs> at Army. Will. Yeah, but yeah, they, I... honestly, dude, when I looked at the games, I'm like, what? You paid two bucks for <laughs> NCAA 2003 and like. I'm like, what the hell? Did you get cash for those? Uh, Yeah, so it's crazy, but uh, thrift stores will have you buying the stupidest shit. Um, I picked up Bratz Rock Angels for the PS4, or (laughs) yeah, PS4, PS2, and that shit sold for 14 bucks. What? Right? That's what I'm like. What? Bratz. yeah, Bratz. You remember the Bratz dolls, yeah, right? What the fuck? They had their own video game, and uh... that is two. That's worth a dollar to me. Right. right yeah. Someone paid it's fourteen. A, I yeah, I paid two bucks for it, two sixteen after tax, and then three dollars to ship it. So you do Damn. the math. A nice little nine dollar profit on a a game that I would have thought would have been worthless. Right. Um, you know, I picked up I picked up a sealed copy of Elvin and the Chipmunks on the PS2. <laughs> you can't make this shit. Please up. tell me that sold for like fifty dollars. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's. I think it's up there for nine dollars right now. But it's just like stupid stuff like that. Is it's amazing how how reselling works. Um, what made you want to get into that? Just because it's like um, you got downtime right now. A little bit of downtime, but also uh, I have a friend. He's actually the director of Retro Game Con, Pat Milligan. He Damn. Um, he his full-time job is is a reseller he he goes and he'll get like giant lots of video games and consoles and stuff he'll clean them up fix them put them up on ebay and i mean the dude kills it Damn. absolutely kills it and it, that would be cool a lot to of, talk to him that would be a great first yeah. guest for you uh, honestly i might have to talk to him yeah damn <laughs> that would that would be really cool the director of retro game con which unfortunately yeah. got canceled this year right Yep, unfortunately, yeah. sad to see it, but um, we. But yeah, no, I have do... a friend too. My uh, my friend uh, Pat Maloney. He uh, he just he always buys. He buys all tons of shit from video games to trinkets to like old childhood things, and then he just flips them on eBay. Do you have like a system when you do it? Do you have like an Excel spreadsheet that keeps track of like <laughs> I, how much is going in, how much is going out? Exactly, and uh, so. What I've spent uh, was, I think, 55 and some change. Uh, and my listed value, if everything sold right now, is worth $290.64 on eBay. Currently, I've sold $75 worth of video games. And after shipping, it comes out to 52.51. So I'm only a few dollars off of hitting my original spending goal and then the rest will be profit at that point damn uh so it's kind of crazy you know and some of these idea some of these titles are just so stupid like that's when you posted it and you're cleaning it i'm like what the fuck like who's gonna i was like (laughs) danny why did you spend money on that right but yeah here i am i'm an idiot over here and you're flipping (laughs) them for 14 dollars so stupid um the the, yeah i mean like we got jeep thrills uh (laughs) ncaa march madness 2004 which actually fun fact that was syracuse's uh carmelo anthony was on the cover and it was after Syracuse won, the obviously. Nationals, right? Yep. Yeah, nice. So they have him. They have him cutting out the net. And when you load it up, it plays uh, SU's fight song. Uh, That's cool. And 
yeah, it's kind of it's, it's nice, and it's something that you would only kind of find if you were at a thrift shop in Syracuse, because obviously people probably went nuts and bought yeah. it. Right. But but you know, like it, just one of those things. Plus, um, the NCAA titles. Um, I, I think a lot of them now. There's uh, there's that thing with the the players like they can't make money off of likeness of college athletes. Yeah, now. so none of them so look a lot of yeah. yeah. Yep, so I remember that cool. with old school. Uh, my cousin used to be into like the col- the NCAA football and basketball, and I yeah. would get so confused because I was like, "Why are- this? You can't even. You're not even playing as an actual player. It just says this is number forty three Smith, and it's like, what the? That person doesn't even exist in the game. Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's so. It's so wild. And it's interesting too because some of those sports games are worth ridiculous amounts of money. Really? Um, yeah. For a game uh, they put out every single year? It's honestly crazy, but uh, NCAA 14 uh, football is going right now just for the disc. I'm seeing on YouTube, or yeah, YouTube, on eBay, $99. It's trending at 125 Why? That was the last one that they made, and oh. people go nuts for it. And it looks like... It looks like the 360 version is worth a little bit more, but PS3 is still up there too. And the fact that people are selling it is just inc- just incredible. You know, it's it's a piece of history, but also um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know because honestly, yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, sports games are pointless. Like they're they put out outdated every, every year. year. It's the yeah. same same thing. The mechanics hasn't changed since I played on PS2. Exactly, but now I keep an eye out for it because if I can find that NCAA football fourteen, I'm I'm totally buying it for two dollars. Yeah, right, right. The Salvation Army doesn't know anything about it, and you're just flipping it. Damn, dude, yep. that's really cool. That is like that is a cool idea to to kind of have like it's almost like a side hustle. How do you yep. how do you handle all the shipping? Do you use like uh, stamps.com or something? Uh, no. So I do it right through eBay and. Um, I started doing it by selling Amiibo cards when Animal oh. Crossing was big. I yeah, had a yeah, bunch yeah. of duplicate Amiibo Animal Crossing cards, and holy shit, those things flew. Uh, I mean, I've sold pieces of cardboard for sixty-five dollars. Wow, it was it was ridiculous. God damn. And it, I think it was the right place at the right time because people were obsessed with Animal Crossing at the start of the pandemic. People had money to spend. Yeah. And I shipped out, I think I probably did like 500 bucks in just Amiibo cards. Wow. And like, that was just getting rid of duplicates. Like I had a stack of cards just on my desk. I was like, all right, I was either going to throw them out or just, I I don't know, you know? So to get rid of them was awesome. One and two, uh, uh, I took that money and then bought a, uh, Dymo, uh, thermal printer. So I have a little, it's like a, it's probably about like this big. It's not. It's smaller than a bread box. Yeah. Uh, and it just sits on my desk, and then when I'm ready to print the label out, it has sticky paper on the back and just slap it on an envelope. I actually have to go today and get some more envelopes because I've used up all my uh, my envelopes to ship out PS2 games. Oh, so wow. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's Damn. crazy. That makes me get like start gears turning in my head. Like I knew – Yeah. Like I always known Pat was making like serious money because he was always – always fishing at garage sales and different mm-hmm. different things and he was always uh like a big ebay reseller but man that, oh that's that is so cool that is interesting and the, the fun part is like at that point I, i'd like to pay myself back for what i bought the games but then after that point when you're making money i put that aside and then if there's a video game or something that i want to add to my collection i'll use that money to to build my own collection, you know. Right. So like right now, I've been collecting uh, Game Boy Advance uh, cartridges. The the video. Do you remember the Game Boy Advance video cartridges? No. Why am I drawing a blank? They're super specific. It's it, it was they were white cartridges, and I think it was around 2004. You'd pop them in, and they would have like three episodes of a Nickelodeon show or oh. a Cartoon Network show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this is so so niche, um, right. but there's only 35 of them uh, to collect, so I, that appealed to me. And now I think I have like 28 or no, actually I think I have 33. I'm so only you're missing. You're working on a collection then. Yeah, 
and, and I'm putting the money that I'm making from this, I'll pay myself back, but then take the extra and put it towards the cartridges because now I'm at a point where there's one currently on eBay going for $200. Uh... And there's no way in hell I'm going to shell out my own personal money. 200 but bucks. For two hundred bucks for a little, for a little GBA, yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? Do you remember Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go? Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! That's it's what it that. is. Yeah, that's what it is. It's volume one of Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go, and it's a fucking unicorn. Like that is crazy. The, they're, they were already niche to begin with, but there's so little released of of them that that one's so fucking rare. Damn. And it, it's that, uh, and the other one I'm missing is the Nicktoons Collection Volume Three. That one, <laughs> that one's not even listed on eBay. Really? Which is insane. Yeah. Like. Jesus. So it, it's fun to like go places and hunt for stuff. I don't think I'll find it ever in the wild, but right. you know, going to a video game store and seeing like, yo, you guys got Game Boy Advance video cartridges? Yeah. And they'll either be like, "What the fuck is that?" Or yeah, right. Like, right. Yeah, here it's five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's five. <laughs> Please give us five hundred dollars <laughs> for three episodes of a show from two thousand and one. Crazy, and all of that was. Do you remember the video now players back in the day? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah, video now. Real That's crazy. Video now, and that was Nintendo's response to to compete with that handheld wow. video era. It was weird. How the, funny! Like early two thousands. There's some really dumb stuff made. Man, early 2000s, I was like 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Like in that range. I'm trying Perfect to think. Wheelhouse like, for that shit. Yeah. I guess the. I I remember that stuff, but the only thing I really gave a shit about was like Pokemon. Whatever current Pokemon was out then. Like That's the power of marketing, baby. Right? And that's. <laughs> I literally can't think. Maybe Yu Gi Oh! When I was oh, yeah. 12. Nice. You played Yu Gi Oh! Didn't. I. Literally, you know what's funny is like when you have those cards, and you don't learn the right way, you just make up shit. No, yep. that is exactly what Yu-Gi-Oh was to me. In Pokemon <laughs> too, like when you, when I see it actually played, I'm like, that is definitely not how I played when I was younger. You would just go like, boom, got a Charizard, bitch, go flamethrower, dude, that Pokemon's dead. Like that was how you'd play. But you're like, you're watching, like, oh, you need all these energies to to do all this stuff, and it's like. I did nah. not play that way, and Yu-Gi-Oh was the same exact way for me. And Magic too. I like I was into Magic: The Gathering too for a little bit. But it was the same thing. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's really interesting how card games were kind of like forced on us as kids due to marketing. Yeah, uh, like the it, '90s, they're just like, "All right, Pokemon's a hit. We're gonna follow up with a card game, and kids are gonna go crazy." It it literally. I just think of back in the day, like second and first grade, kids were peddling cards like it was drugs. Yep. yep. It was insane. Yep. For like an eight year old, think of an eight year old being like, "All right, that's going to be twenty dollars for this card." Look, like, what the fuck? Yeah, right, right. What? I remember, I remember trading part of my lunch for a Pokemon card. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, amazing. Like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for like I yeah. don't know a Venusaur or some shit. I don't know. That's awesome. It was so. I take the Venusaur all day. Here you go, idiot. But yeah, right, ex- <laughs> and that's exactly how it was too. It's just like you said, like, like <laughs> eight-year-old, nine-year-old kids are peddling shit on the playground, <laughs> like, like it's drugs. That's, that's crazy. So funny. Crazy to think of, right? And now you're also like I've also seen you like take apart the like Game Boys and stuff and oh, clean yeah. them and and even paint them. Yeah. How did you learn how to take one apart, put it back together, and assure that it still works? <laughs> it's a lot of uh, of just being an idiot uh, <laughs> and just taking it apart. Uh, there was I would YouTube some stuff, but. Uh, yeah, my my passion for little handheld games, specifically the Game Boy and like Game Boy Color or Game Boy Pocket. I think the Game Boy Pocket is my favorite to take apart. Uh, I just took them apart and kind of played around with it and realized that the the motherboards and everything, the 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 circuit board on it is so uh, not fragile that you can you can beat those things up. Uh. 
and it still will work. It's it's crazy. I, honestly, I wish I knew the things that I did back in the day when they were still valid, because like a lot of the stuff I could fix now that would have been like, oh shit, ten years ago I could have made a side business just yeah. fixing electronics. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. It's just a matter of they were so cheap at the time. Now they're kind of like they're back up upwards. Like, uh, I think a Game Boy Color right now goes for like eighty bucks. It's stupid. I think Are I you... bought. I just bought a Game Boy Advance SP mm-hmm. for Spuches and I mm-hmm. before the new Pokemon came out, and I bought that, and then I bought us like Emerald and Ruby. And the Game Boy Advance SP cost me like forty bucks a piece, and I was like, "What the wow. fuck? A forty dollars for a Game Boy Advance SP?" I was like, "Jesus, I haven't even like shit. I just want to be able to trade Pokemon with my friend and have a little nostalgic feeling." Right. To it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's cr- it's crazy the the secondhand market for for some of these handhelds. You know, like honestly, the the more you go, like the DS line, I think is kind of inexpensive but it depends on which model you're talking about like a dsi or a ds uh, the original ds the um ds light it runs deep yeah it's 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 crazy have you sold any like game boys on ebay i have only sold a junk one i oh my god i, I totally fucked up this game boy <laughs> uh, and i sold it for 30 dollars for parts and oh. i was amazed that it sold for that but i destroyed this fucking thing really I, uh, I i thought i i got cocky and was like i could fix this with battery acid on the the contacts and i have a soldering iron um from a person, just a, a friend of mine gave it to me, and it was it's an old soldering iron, so it's not the best. Yeah. Um, but in order to take the contact off, I had to remove it from the motherboard, or uh, not the motherboard, the, the, the um, what the hell, I just said it. Uh, either way, yeah, the circuit board. I pulled it off the circuit board, and boy, did I burn the fuck out of that circuit board. Damn. Like, that thing is not going to work. I, I got so frustrated with it, though. I cleaned the contact. I put it back on there and then put it all together, and it didn't work. And I was like, all right, fuck this. And then I looked on eBay, and I'm like, shit, broken Game Boy sell for that much? Right. I've shittily put all the stuff back together and uh, threw it up on eBay, and it sold. Like, it's crazy. Now, like, did you, uh, the ones that you custom paint, too, have you ever sold mm-hmm. those, or do you just keep them as pieces for yourself? Um,. There, oh, I don't have it on me. I have a, a Game Boy Advance that I keep for myself that I did a backlit screen on, but um, most of uh, that was why I got the SP because yeah. I had a backlit screen. The original Game Boy Advance, I remember plugging a shitty little light in, and yeah, it, even that would light. like it would like glare the screen, and like you couldn't see <laughs> half the. Sh- you have to like adjust it just right to get it to work totally. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Nintendo, I think, is responsible for so many kids' terrible eyes. Oh um, yeah, a hundred percent. And also, I I remember they had all the add-ons for the Game Boy, like not only a light, but you had something to make the buttons bigger. You'd have something to make the joystick bigger. Hey, you yep. want a better battery life? Use this attachment. Like they just right. had an attachment for everything. Oh yeah, Mad Cats was uh, wild back oh, in the day. Oh my god, Mad Cats. <laughs> the all, all also the became time. if you had a younger si- sibling. Are you an only child, Danny? I am an only child. Okay, so in my house, when I was growing up with my sister, mm. she would get the shitty Mad Cats controller, and she would get <laughs> Player 2. That's just how it happened in the house. Because you know Mad Cats was always like, the controller looked cool, but when you started using it, like the joystick would always trip. stick to the right or something. Like There was always something that kind of fudged it up. It's crazy. All time, uh, what's like the one like Game Boy game that is your all-time favorite? Oh, man. I got to ask these big questions. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I I don't know if it's my favorite. It, pro- it probably is, but I played a shit ton of Pokemon Emerald as a kid. Really? Um, that was like, because I had played Pokemon Red and Blue when I was very little, and right. then 
Pokemon Gold and Silver eventually um, when I kind of knew what I was doing. But the third generation of games is like where my cognitive ability was like, okay, I'm going to do this, that, and this. Right. And I understood the whole mechanics of like the battle system and like raising more competitive Pokemon than just being like, I like the guy on the box. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah. Yeah, dude, and know? that was like a, in a in a world where I don't know about you, but I love the the manuals, like the um, the uh, shit. What is it? The strategy books. Yeah, well, yep. the strategy book is that the right name yep. for it? I remember my first Pokemon game was when my my uncle knew I wanted a Game Boy Color. He went to Sam's Club, and you remember how they had that big giant plastic like three in one things. He yep. tells a story to this day that he had to fight an old lady, but I don't know if that's true or not. But it was a Game Boy Color, Pokemon Yellow, and then I had the Pokemon Yellow book. And the wow. book was so badass that you could take a – it had 150 stickers on the back, and uh-huh. you would peel the sticker off, and then you would put it on the Pokemon in the last like group. It. Yeah, exactly. So you keep track nice. of, of what you caught. And they don't make that stuff like they no. used to. Well, the power of the internet, right? So it's like yeah. it's going back to like understanding the mechanics of everything. For me, I relied so heavily on the on those like the the strategy books that I it's like that was my internet back then. Yeah, honestly, I mean, when you think about it, I, Pokemon Yellow came out in '99, so damn, that's so yeah, crazy. It's weird to think, and that was like the height of. Pokemania, you know, right. they like rushed out real quick and and made Pokemon Yellow to be more like the anime and Pikachu follows you and all that shit. Right. And it, honestly, as a person who advertises on social media and stuff and gets to see a little bit of that, it it is honestly amazing to look at how they treated Pokemon and how it was such a, a giant market success. Yeah, you know, to this day now, it's also one of the the top producing franchises in the world which i'm yeah. sure a good chunk of that's in asia but it's still one of the top producing in the world yeah it's crazy i mean like like you said in the world pikachu is recognized up there with uh ronald mcdonald mickey mouse and i think jesus christ you oh know so God. i know right <laughs> isn't that so wild it's, it's like crazy. you would think that that kind of shit like dies off when when it gets old like could you imagine if power rangers had that kind of like successor like that oh i know they were, i mean power rangers was successful but not quite in the fashion that that pokemon was right i you think know? a lot of people grew up and grew out of power rangers but there's still to this day so many of us that grew up with pokemon that still when there's a new game out you're gonna play it and then you're gonna play oh, it with yeah. your friends and, yep. and just battle each other you know it's it's that Honestly, I think you said it earlier, is the dopamine release of yeah. nostalgia. You're like, holy shit, this is awesome. Right. Because when you were a kid, like, let's talk that new Pokemon, when you are walking through the wild and you could see the Pokemon, that was mm-hmm. what you were imagining when you were younger. Right. So seeing it in front of you is like, whoa, like this is, I have not, I have not been able to, this is like the stuff you envision as a kid. That's like, with yeah. the newest Pokemon, I feel like they nailed it on the head because it hit all the points that we wanted when we were younger, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can... I, I haven't touched the new expansion, but I, I think you can have a select Pokemon follow you everywhere. Oh, really? I th- yeah, I think so, but don't quote me on that. But huh. you can see live Pokemon. It's in a yeah. 3D environment. Um, there's just so much shit. Like, it was just like... It's such a big improvement from Pokemon Yellow 1989, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. What a what an interesting, interesting game. How how uh, how it took off is pretty unprecedented. Oh yeah, I, I don't think. I think at the time when they released it, they're like, "All right, this is awesome." This, now, how do we recreate it again? And they, I don't know. It, it just stuck with a lot of kids, I guess. Yeah, right. It's in, I, I can't think of something that's like that around today that stuck with kids. Yeah, I I talk about that, too, with my cousin, um, because at the time, uh, I don't have any siblings, but I have two other cousins that are close in age, and we would always play the Pokemon games when they came out, and 
my cousin Ben would always have the fire starter. My cousin Anthony would have the grass starter, and I would always have the water starter. And that was kind of the the rock, paper, scissors yep. to our childhood rivalry. Like, I could always beat Ben. Ben could always beat Anthony. Anthony could always beat me. Right. And that was just something that kind of, like, made the Pokemon craze even more because you had that childhood rivalry between us. But then also it carried over generations. Yeah. And um, it's something that today, you know, talking with them, kids will get something and then just they're over. They're over with a, a, like two minutes. You know, right. it's like, all right, this is done. Right. And maybe it's just because we're in an age of information. Oh, you know what? I just thought of something. Fortnite. Oh, Fortnite yeah. is one of the things that kids are like, that kids are still playing that today. And some adults yeah. too. Listen, Fortnite is a fun game. I'm I'm not shitting on you if you if you're an adult <laughs> and you're playing Fortnite. I get it. It's it is a fun game. But my Fortnite. cousin, who's nine years old, eight years old, he's like infatuated with Fortnite and has been since like I don't know season three or something. You know, like wow. he's just been he's so into Fortnite and that's that is the game that he plays. He doesn't play anything yeah. else. That's it. I think that's like the best comparison too, because that was another case of like lightning in a bottle where this company had a game like this and they dropped it and they did some tweaks on it because, um, when it's it first definitely released, it bombed. Yeah. It because did it was re- not like really what it is. bad. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. It was when it, was it first released. I remember game. playing the beta because Eric mm-hmm. was like, Oh, this is the, the creators of, Gears of War, they're making this awesome game that it's like, yeah. it's almost like zombie mode for, in Call of Duty, where you just kill horde after horde, and you build shit, it's fun, and I remember yeah. playing the beta on the computer, and being like, I just, I don't know, I wasn't satisfied with it, and then they released yeah. it, and it bombed, and then they're like, wait, hold on, we got an idea, Battle Royale, <laughs> and this shit just took off. It's crazy, honestly, yeah, same case with Eric, I think... I saw Eric posting about it and then that got me into it because Fortnite, they tried to release Fortnite a few times Epic, and uh, it took them forever. And I remember it was like, I remember seeing it back with the hype of zombies and like left for dead and all the zombies shit that came with that. Um, And being like, Oh cool. I really want to play this game. Then kind of forgot about it. And when Eric posted about it, I'm like, shit they released the game so i went and backed it and i think i sold i put in like 120 bucks for the beta because then you got the the keys and i sold them i think i got one for Devin and one for dave and uh it's it's interesting you know to to see where it was and how it just one simple one simple trick yeah, and doctors hate (laughs) just it was like it literally was like a, a 180 degree turn and then yeah. completely change the landscape of the game, which is now it's like one of the most most popular games that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. Damn, kids love playing with their digital Barbies too. I gotta say, cosmetic stuff yeah. is. I don't know how they do it, but V bucks, dude. Crazy, yeah, v- dude. V-Bucks. If I had a dollar every time Gabe asked me for V bucks, <laughs> what do you want for your birthday? I'll just have V bucks. Why do you want V bucks? Oh, I got a Deadpool skin coming out. I want to buy oh the Deadpool God. skin. It's like what? What do you mean, Dead Deadpool's in Fortnite now? What the hell? That is crazy. That is crazy. But it makes me happy because it's like when I I wish I look at my cousin almost in like a uh, I don't I don't think I have a, a good word for it, but almost like a, uh, I guess reminisce like reminisce. Like I remember mm-hmm. when I was that young, and I kind of almost wish I grew up in his age, but kind of don't because we mm-hmm. were at the like pinnacle before the internet so we knew what it was like like my dad would send me outside and he would say don't come home till dinner right so you'd ride right. your bikes around you try to see who was who was where by the pile of bikes in front of the house you know uh-huh. what i mean like and that that was a great experience but we also got to see the turn of like when world of warcraft came out that was that was a big deal for me and that was like that was the height of like me getting into the internet and getting severely into it and like RuneScape, like I got a chance to play that stuff, but we also got to see the flip side of this, where my cousin just can have any video at his fingertip on YouTube on how to defeat something. Yeah, right. It's it's crazy to think of, you know. I, like you said, playing RuneScape, it's amazing how many guides there are now. Yeah, on YouTube, and just like back in the day, it was like I don't know what to do. You would go in general yeah. chat and you'd say, "Hey, can someone help me with something?" And they would call right. you an idiot. 
<laughs> or they would say, "Here, come over here, come into the follow me." Yeah, they lead you into the, the wilderness, wilderness and just kill yeah. you immediately. And you're like, "What the fuck? God damn it!" Right. But, oh, I mean, man. that's just it, and it's like it's nice to see that he has that kind of. I guess I don't. I'm having a hard time trying to figure out the word for it, but it it's nice to see that he can grow up in this way. But I'm also like, man, I kind of wish he had the. I kind of wish I had the his little uh, the resources. Yes, thank you. Yes, the resources. <laughs> so when I spent all this time getting stuck on Pokemon <laughs> Crystal, that I could have quickly cut all that time out and spend more time leveling up my Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, um, do you have any more plans to, like, get the whole eBay thing off the ground more? Or are you just, like, doing this kind of until you can fully get back to work? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I do like the extra play money that comes from it, you know, and, um, a lot of the other stuff, like my PayPal account is stacked right now because I've on the side have been selling like Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards that I've had laying around. Yeah. So a lot of that is just paying the shipping and that's free money for me. Um, but I, I don't know, you know, it is nice because you can build up some, some money and then put it towards a collection. And I'd eventually, when I do buy a house from you, hey, <laughs> I, I want to have a really nice game room, and some of the stuff like that I want, you know, just costs so much money. I don't know if you remember, um, but back in the day, at like Walmart or something, they had these full like Nintendo display cases, and they they were like big silver with uh, with glass covering the inside of them, and on the top it would say Nintendo, 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 and they'd have a TV attached to the top of it. People have those, and they sell them for like ten grand. What? Yeah, it's nuts. You can Holy get two shit. cabinets for like ten grand, and you know that's a piece that I've always wanted. So I, I might I might build up the ebay account just a little or my paypal account just to, to get scoop like up one of those bigger stuff like that eventually yeah. i think i would do that after uh, once i get a house because uh just having to move something like that would just be ridiculous i mean yeah. right now in the in the background there uh of my green room i have a i think it's a 35 inch uh sony trinitron it might be a 40-inch Trinitron. Or, uh, it was an old uh, tube TV. The thing weighs 230 pounds. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, me and Dave uh, got it into this room, but I picked it up for free off a of Facebook Marketplace from some rich people up in uh, Jamesville, yeah. DeWitt area. And uh, I took my assistant GM's truck at the time, loaded it with a buddy from work. We did this on lunch break and holy shit. Like it was all just adrenaline, like lifting this 230 pound TV. We got back to my house. I opened up the garage door. Me, me and him, we just picked up the TV, put it on the ground for now. And then later, uh, Dave came over and me and him both hoisted the fucking thing up, put it on, uh, my, my chair, my rolling chair and rolled it into this room. And, uh, it, I, I love the fucking thing. It's amazing to play old video games on it. Oh, because it has the coaxial cables. Yep. Uh, playing, play. I have a, a GameCube hooked up to it and a N64. And the people that got rid of the TV told me I had to take their VHS player too. So it has a VHS player. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I can watch some old VHS tapes nice. and uh, play some N64. It's very, very nostalgic. Yeah. There's something else. It's like it's. It's cool because when I played, like, before Ashton came around, we had all the retro systems out in our living room, and we would, like, Mm -hmm. my wife and I would just plug the N64 in, but when you would play it on a flat screen, it would, it's, like, it looks a little weird, but there's just something even more nostalgic when you plug it into, like, a tube TV, and it clicks on, and it's, like, man, take me back to... Sleeping over at my cousin's house, playing video games until one a.m. Right, you know, it's I don't know, it's cool. <laughs> it is. It's very, very nostalgic, uh, and uh, honestly, uh, that's the only purpose it serves. And sometimes I'll just turn it on just to hear the the crackling of the 
the cathode rays. Feels good, man. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, I got nothing else. You got any final thoughts? No, I think we had a nice little conversation. Hell Hopefully yeah. people will listen to it. Also, I really like your shirt. Hey, I thanks. just noticed it's, your uh, shirt when Dragon Ball Z, Kami's house. Yeah. Love it. It's like my workout shirt. It's also the most comfortable shirt that I own, despite yeah. the fact that it's pink. It's also very soft and amazing. Nice. So check out Game Shell, right? What what is uh what's all the info? Give us the scoop on everything. Oh sure. Um yeah, uh, the YouTube channel is Game Shell, just one word. Uh, don't get it confused with Game Hell. I really should have, or Games Hell. Games Hell. I should have did a better job looking up. Like, I tried to Google stuff, but I didn't think about Games Hell. So yeah, it's all It's right. Game Shell. Game uh, Shell. My personal website is thenerdofathousandhobbies.com. It's a mouthful. A proper, properly named. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's me the nerd of a thousand hobbies that's amazing <laughs> well shit thank you danny and oh by the way don't it, i get 20 listeners so it's not like you're gonna get a rush of people following you i just i just want to <laughs> support you and make sure you get your shit out there your information no out i there. love it this was an honor thank you for having me thank you i appreciate you buddy